believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. <laughs> too much. That's crazy. <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We With keep the it real. real and real talk. The God in God talk. And that's a wrap. Today is Tuesday, March 3rd, and you're listening to Real Talk on God Talk, a podcast for people who skip church for brunch on Sundays. Hey, y'all. So first (laughs) off, I'm just going to put it out there, the elephant in the room. It has been about two months since we've released an episode. Yikes. (laughs) Yikes, indeed. (laughs) Right. We know that we have been slacking on our macking when it comes to releasing content. And we love y'all. And we thank you for understanding. But honestly, we are tired and we are just human beings. And it bees like that sometimes. That is nothing but facts. But you know what, Yaya? We are back. We're rested. We're ready to give y'all some of that real talk on God talk. Um, but I mean, really, two months? <laughs> like, who doesn't? Yeah. You just ain't show up at your job for two months. <laughs> like, well, uh, I'm going to just hit y'all when I can. You know what I'm saying? Like, then you show up on a Friday. Like, <laughs> right. But um, but we get here. Yes, you know, we love y'all. It, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, y'all know, we, we've, been, we've been trying to you know, make everything, you know, run as smoothly as we possibly could now that we're like uh, recording in two different states. So, yeah, you know, we trying, y'all. We trying, but we thank you for always supporting us and, and always having our back when we decide to pop up on your IG. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Surprise, we're here. We exist. Exactly. So, I mean, all right. So two months, yeah, yeah. What you been up to? Girl, what have I been up to? Work, 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 and not in the cute Rihanna type of way. <laughs> <laughs> Hear you on that? Nah, I have um, truly been like working, like work life balance for me really is at a zero. <laughs> I it feels like I'm working sun up to sundown, and you know I'm, yeah. I'm I'm remiss to complain. You know I thank God that I can support myself and all yeah. that good stuff. But uh, I think one major lesson that I'm learning is that boundaries, that's not just a buzzword. It's not just something you say to feel good, like in romantic relationships. (laughs) Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. it's hard to set boundaries, not even just, you know, with my place of uh, employment in terms of like, no, I'm sorry, I can't work late tonight. It's family time. You know, it's time for my relationship time. But just setting boundaries with myself. Like I'm a very ambitious person or I can be an ambitious person and saying, you know, self, now is not the time to focus on work stuff. Yeah. Now's the time to focus on, you know, myself, focus on real talk, focus on, you know, things that matter to me. So... Yeah, I think the season has been a little bit about uh, learning the true meaning of boundaries, even when it's a self-boundary that needs to be set. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. I think I've been in the in the same boat, just working, working. Whenever we talk to each other, like, what you doing? Working, working, what you doing? working. <laughs> like, Real Jamaican it, things, mad jobs, mad work, you know mad saying? work. <laughs> and, it's, you know, we'll, we'll always clown each other and be like, every time I talk to you, you're working. But, I mean, it's true. Like, mm. But, um... You know, I, I think for me, what has helped is uh, seeing things as like, this is just a season in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I think I've been also having trouble with like, um, 
knowing so i'm i'm kind of the opposite of you where i'm like i need to relax and so then i take mad days to relax <laughs> <laughs> i need a break from my break exactly yeah exactly Child. that's me <laughs> so so i always have to be mindful of that mm-hmm. um but i mean it's it's been good i feel like every season teaches you something and so like this season i've learned a lot of of like having those boundaries and being um, ultra mindful of them and to implicate them you know not just saying but it's actually like keeping, keeping my word and like making sure I take a break and then knowing when it's time for me to get back to work mm-hmm. you know so uh, I feel you on that but um you know we back <laughs> we back right right you know? so uh let's get into a rundown of what you can expect on today's episode So this week, we're talking about what to do when you believe in God, pray, meditate, maybe even go to church, then brunch on Sundays. You know, you do all the things, but your problems and the negative feelings associated with them still just won't seem to go away. So we're asking the real talk question of the week. Why does it feel like spirituality stuff just isn't working for me right now? Then I'll take you through keeping time and the moon reading just in time to prepare for the March 9th full moon. And finally, we'll be giving you an update on our 500 for Flint campaign. So truth, a moment of transparency. Okay, let's go. (laughs) Well, this is, you already know this, but this is really for the listeners. Yeah. The real reason we haven't been recording like that is because adulting is simply ghetto. Super ghetto. <laughs> like, like super ghetto. I will speak for myself. I won't even speak for you and your experience. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it just feels like I can't hang. <laughs> like a chick is really just struggling to keep it together. Um, you know, financially, professionally, like emotionally. <laughs> And I would have thought, you know, attending seminary, spending so much time devoted to my spirituality, you know, for the past three years prior to this, yeah, that would at least be one place where I did have it together. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when it comes to my spirituality. Yeah. But as of late, it's really felt like that's just not working either. Mm. It, it it truly feels like one second, everything is sunshine and roses and me and God are tight. When I pray, things happen. I'm manifesting, you yeah. know, things are going my way. Yeah. And then the next, it just felt like nothing, like mm. silence, like, yeah. you know, like, like I, I went from praying all the time hearing something praying occasionally not hearing anything to just back into my routine you know just back into a routine of not praying not having no ritual not doing anything really and not going to church Mm. and so it's just like I think in this two-month period since we since we haven't been recording I've just been like going through it you know yeah like I think just spiritually just not not even knowing what direction to turn in like people be like are you a christian i'll be like no well what are you it used to be like i could strongly say i'm spiritual but am i if i'm not doing anything to feed my spiritual self yeah i mean i i definitely feel you on that and i think um i've definitely felt some of that as as far as not being spiritually connected as far Mm -hmm. as like the first thing that kind of went when i got busy was my spiritual life you know, where, and that's usually, I feel like 
for me one of the first things that does suffer but it is like such a huge part of me that I I have to remember like how much it actually affects me when I don't do it and I thought I was like oh no I'm good you know I'm doing everything I gotta do you know I'm doing this that and the third without realizing that the most important thing that I need to do for myself because it feeds me so much is is having my spiritual life and making sure I'm in prayer making sure I'm reading scripture making sure I'm studying scripture and most importantly I think for me was having that community you know like my brothers and sisters in Christ like calling them having like that contact where like we just hit each other up on text or whatever but it's something about getting on a phone call with somebody something about like having dinner with somebody mm-hmm. and being like yo what's going on and being this wisdom from people who are like older than me who have like experienced life and give me that you know what I mean I am not normally like uh, an anxious or, or fearful person um and having like those feelings come up really kind of shook me to wh- where am I off mm-hmm. I guess it's important to start right off the just right out the gate when we're talking about this I just want to say to y'all listeners you know truth and I have talked about this our conversation today is not really a conversation about mental health no I think it's just really important to state that um spiritual uh emotional psychological wellness they're all interconnected and physical physical wellness as well all interconnected um and we'll say a million times on the show and we'll say a million more if it's what you need to hear your mental health is important if you need clinical mental health and mental care do that it is essential Mm -hmm. um but what we're talking about today is um fear and anxiety and those like negative emotional states more based in feelings of like spiritual ungroundedness or emptiness or disconnectedness um in our research for the show uh a word that kind of came up was spiritual depression Mm -hmm. yeah and and I remember when when you first told me about that word because I don't think I personally heard about it till you mentioned it for me so like we'll clown old folks for not always believing about like men- mental health being real mm-hmm. but although I do believe that mental health is real I also think there is something valid um, in the advice that older generations give of like you know pray on it meditate on it or like just take it to Jesus you know take it to God there is something in that for me this is what I mean in this conversation of there there is something in understanding that perhaps some of your fear some of your anxiety is rooted in that spiritually we have moved away from our spiritual center right I I actually agree with you I think it's 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 easy like it's the go-to and it's it's easy and an understandable response like if if you go to your family with your issues with your with your real um psychological issues and they're like see a therapist you don't need to see a therapist x people don't see therapists you know black people don't see therapists you know whatever people don't see therapists then you know, I get why the there's like a big backlash against yeah. take it to Jesus or pray on it or it's yeah. a spirit like or spirit or it's a case of spiritual warfare. Yeah. However, yeah. you know, from the starting point that yes, take care of your emotional and uh-huh. psychological self. There it I agree with you so much that like it doesn't make sense to like go 
take the pendulum completely to the other side right, and say right. that there's no merit to taking care of your spiritual health as well. And um, I think part of like you mentioned having community earlier, I think for me, just thinking about it out loud now, I think that that for me is one of the challenges of not being a quote unquote religious person and not going to church. It's not necessarily having anyone to guide me or help me through like these patches of like spiritual disconnectedness. And so not necessarily having anyone to help me name, like, you know, I I feel like in many ways I am taking care of my mental health and my physical health. And yet I'm still feeling like this, spiritual dryness yeah yeah exactly a part of of taking care of ourselves spiritually often gets left behind right right because it's like that's the that's the first thing that goes so it's like you know you get busy at work you know you come home tired you know if you have to cook you know what do we do we order out right we find the easier things to do right Mm -hmm. um on the weekends you know if it's if it's the first day to get a break you know, you're probably not waking up early. Or if you are, it's because you want to do something that you want to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But other than that, like, our spiritual life really does get thrown to the back. It, that's, that's just it. Because before, sometimes before we see our relationships take a hit, our, our spiritual life has already taken a hit, been on the ground, been run over. Mm-hmm. You know, and so for me it was understanding that, okay, if I am not in a church, you know, if I'm not, if I don't have a church home, if our ministry doesn't look like what, you know, I see all my other friends' ministry looking like, then where am I getting my spiritual ground, groundness from? Mm-hmm. Who, who is keeping, who is then keeping me in check? Because I think that's important as spiritual people. You have to have people in your circle who will tell you when you're messing up. You have to have people in your circle who'll be like, so you pray today? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have to have people in your circle who be like, if you have a problem and you keep bringing it to them, uh, so, you know, you talk to God about it? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just, just I, somebody to remind you exactly. like, what this really is. Exactly. Right. And, and you know, I thank God that I do have a circle of friends who do do that for me, who when I, who when I went to and I was like, listen, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling like fearful. They know that's not my character. Mm-hmm. And were able to call me out on it and be like, but that's not you. You walk around like you ain't scared of nothing. Having that reminder was like, oh snap. And having people to to sit there with me and be like, let's go through when this actually began. Let's break this down, you know, spiritually. And then once we figured out the the root of it, all right, I'm gonna pray over you. That to me is is so powerful when somebody else takes the time to take what you are feeling to take it to to god mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that for me is so powerful and it helped me realize like all right it's great we're doing all this we're doing all this you know real talking god so we're doing all of this we can't do this if we're not spiritually grounded because when we started this we said this is our form of ministry. We can't minister to people if we're right. not right. You know what I'm saying? We say that right. all the time, you know? That experience really helped me to, to see, okay, I have to make a decision about making time for prayer, making time to talk to God, about meditating, about 
you know, studying scripture and about reaching out to my community. I have to be held accountable for reaching out to others. I don't always expect people to just reach out to me, you know, if they need something, you know, sometimes because not everybody will. But you know, so I'm a, so I'm gonna take what you're saying, right? Yeah. And so you are in a community, and you have people that are gonna check you and say, you know, here are the things that you can be doing yeah. to to like get out of that rut that you're feeling, or like you know, to yeah. to, to bring yourself out of this. And so the question that came up so much for me is, what happens when you're like doing all of the things? <laughs> You know, let's say you are praying and meditating and doing all that, right? And you are still just not hearing God or not not seeing God in the midst. Yeah. Like, um, and so I guess I'll I'll go back to the term spiritual depression. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about it? Like you think like yeah. do, do you think that 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 term accurately describes like I guess the feelings that we're talking about? So I don't think so. Because for me, so spiritual depression for me makes sense when we talk about anytime we are in, in the midst of something that, that we like have no control over. So mm-hmm. people like uh, Mother Teresa who were in the midst of seeing like poverty and the most marginalized and were trying to help and, and had um, a crisis of faith because they could not understand how all of this bad stuff could be happening us seeing war when you in the middle of a war i think that will give you spiritual depression because you you're trying to hold on to god and you're talking about like an actual like bang bang shoot him up yeah like a bang bang war. yeah yeah (laughs) like or um you know you think about the the things that the children in foster care go through you know what i mean and the people who are in the middle of that who have to see that every day you know as as part of their job you know how do you keep holding on to God while you're seeing with your own eyes what the world is telling you is going on? You know, I think that could cause a spiritual depression. What I'm talking about is when I have made a decision to not prioritize my time with God, you know mm. what I'm saying? Where I've decided, mm, I'm so tired right now. You know what? I'm gonna pray tomorrow. I'm gonna read scripture tomorrow. I'm gonna do this tomorrow. And I keep pushing it and pushing it. And to the point where it's three months and I've yet to say, I've yet to see that tomorrow to pray. You know? So I think mm-hmm. for me, there's a, there's a bit of a difference in. Hmm. I like how you broke that down. <laughs> I, I like how you broke that down and it makes it a little clearer for me. I think what might be going on hmm. with me. You talked about someone like a mother Teresa. So like, I believe that she went through like this huge crisis yeah. of faith from like maybe like 1946 or 1940 yeah. something to 1979. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like a 30 Yo. year crisis yeah. of faith. And she's right, saint. Right, right. like, you know, like right, a literal right. saint. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, there's someone like her that's in the midst of all these like trying very difficult situations you see how terrible the world can be and in the midst of that you're like is there even Mm -hmm. a god or like where do i fall it's 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 that that type of crisis of faith is like like an existential crisis type thing whereas on the flip side you're saying there's also like well i'm putting this distance between god and myself by not prioritizing not doing the things and therefore feeling this way i think I am feeling maybe a mixture of yeah. both. 
And listeners, I'm so curious if any of you are like kind of struggling with the same thing, please Yo, share on social media. And like, yeah, because I'm going through it and I think I need some. And, and that's the thing, y'all. right? Like for us to know, like we, we're not alone in this. Like this is something that really happens. Like people go through this, you know, and we need each other for it. I think for me, it's a mixture of both where like, it's not that I'm going through some type of like traumatic experience and that has me questioning God and God's like existence. It's just being in the midst of everyday regular life. I don't feel as connected. Like when I was at seminary and everyone was talking about God and theology and just having these like really high level expressive conversations about the things that I truly care about. Like I was able to feel connected and see the connections in everyday life. But now that I'm just, you know, working just like everybody else in in the world, it's seeing just, I guess the everyday, like regular mundaneness of it all. It's hard for me to like both see the magicalness of God and the, regularness of you know my everyday routine and like keep sight of that and I think that that is how like for me it's like a spiritual depression you know like how for some people depression like manifests itself as like and I'm talking about um psychological or emotional depression now manifests itself as like a numbness Uh I think for me, that is what it is. It's it's not so much that I'm not doing the things like I'm meditating, I'm praying, I guess I'm not doing my rituals as much as I was, but like I'm doing it, but it's just a thing. Yeah, I feel you on that. I think it is hard to be in in that. And and I I feel you on that because I think before I was able to go back and find my community and what worked, I I felt Mm -hmm. like I was going in an endless circle but I was like going nowhere. Like I was praying. I'm like half reading scriptures, <laughs> you know, like really kind of reading them and not really like, you know, not really doing it. Um, but there was, there was something in me of, of finding my people, finding my people again and being like, yo, I need help. I need help. And like, for me, that's hard for me to say, man, like anybody who know me, like I'm okay with people coming asking me for help. It's one thing for me to call somebody up and be like, I need help. And I need help because I'm not hearing God. Um, I'm not feeling like myself. I'm in a real dark place and I need help. And I don't know what it is that I need. That's real hard for me to Mm. say. And -hmm. so for me to have called my people was I knew that I had to remove that part of me. I had to shake that pride off me like, yo, you need to ask for help because if not, you, you're not going to be able to get through this. And when I called my people and was like, yo, this is what's going on. And my people responded the way that they did. I was so thankful. I think, my, I speculate that when I went to that church, I told y'all about on my Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> something happened in there. <laughs> So give give a little short uh, give a little short version. You visited and it was church. a cult, y'all. <laughs> Shortest version ever. It was a cult. I knew it was a cult from the way they was talking. They were talking about the purity of the church. There was there was all types of just cult language, and you know, <laughs> one of my peoples was like, "You went into that church and something grabbed onto you," because she was like, "Because mm-hmm. from there, that's where I that's where I pinpointed since I went there that I felt different." 
Okay. And then it was after, you know, you, you were able to express yourself to your mm-hmm. people saying, you know, something doesn't yeah. feel right. And they were able to like pray over you and like kind of help guide yeah, you out of that. Like, I'll say, man, you rid the demons. <laughs> you get rid of it. Yeah. There's, there's negative stuff out here. Like there really is. Like I, I, I am not um I'm not one of those people who who doesn't believe in that. I do believe there is negative stuff going on and you know it will attach itself to you. You know? I you know I I try my best to to stay like aware of that and you know and and what, another thing that we call is like you know some people get around you you get a weird energy. You know what I mean? It's something mm-hmm. right there. You know there's some people I've met and and from the first time I meet you I know if I'm going to mess with you or not. And if we ain't talking, then you know what side you fell on. <laughs> shady. You're shady. You know. <laughs> but I mean, no, it is difficult. And I feel like with spirituality, we're all trying to speak this language that none of us are fluent in. You know mm. what I mean? Like we really are. We're all trying. And and it's really, though, I think the only way we kind of through it it is by helping each other build community and reaching out to one another to say because i think even Mm. if you don't get everything you need from like one group um maybe you'll get a little bit here a little bit there a little bit there and that kind of helping you build you know i mean i really kind of want to return to something you had said a little earlier you talked about like not having too much pride to admit that you're spiritually struggling Mm -hmm. and as a person who you know to, to have to have a name yaya the goddess and have a radio show a podcast about spirituality people can look at me and think a certain thing think that i'm sure oh, yeah. of myself she got it together all the time and that mm-hmm. right that i have it together and i think there's something in that you know for you listeners if you're a quote unquote religious mm-hmm. person and you go to church or you have a position in your church even to 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 not have too much pride to say I'm struggling spiritually. Yeah. Like that's a yeah. powerful thing. And then I like, I, I keep going back to mother Teresa. Cause I just, I just can't <laughs> believe it. Like, you know, growing up in the nineties, mother Teresa right. was it. Like she was <laughs> If like, you want to know who to be like, to be like, you got to be that mother Teresa. Right. It, like she was the person that you turned yeah. towards. And so like, um, I had read, uh, David Van Bamiya. He wrote an article in time magazine about, um, mother Teresa. And what he said was, um, her absence of faith basically started almost the same time she started tending to the poor in yeah. Calcutta, right? And so, except for a five-week break in 1959, wow. her crisis of faith never gave up. So she was basically almost always cheerful in public yeah. life. So she always had a smile on. She always presented, you know, in a way that you would not know that she was going through like this inner mm-hmm. turmoil. But um, she had like a series of letters that she wrote during that time that expressed like a David uh, Abima called it a deep and abiding spiritual pain. Wow. Right. And I just think that that's so yeah. deep. Like she's talking about her darkness, loneliness and torture. Wow. Right. From like not feeling close yeah. to God. She even compares the experience of like her disconnect from God as being like hell at one point and it really like doubted her like 
excuse me, it drove her to doubt the existence Mm -hmm. of God. And so like, she was really aware of the difference between like her really cloudy inner state and her, you know, cheerful public self. And she called her smile um, a mask, a cloak that covers everything. Wow. Right. And so I think about Mother Teresa struggling with this on the outside, presenting as if everything's well, and then on the inside, like really freaking going through it. And I and I want to kind of turn the question to you and ask, you know, do you think that as a spiritual or religious person or whatever, that there's like a pressure to be perpetually happy or like to perpetually present as if you and God are tight (laughs) and it's all good and you know it's all happy all the time there definitely is you always have to present present every week uh that that you're happy that that God is doing this that and the third for you that you have your joy that no matter what you're going through you have your joy um but the truth is like yo we got life though (laughs) <laughs> you know like you know that that's that's the truth like there's we cannot always be happy yeah i mean i think that the difficulty with that is that often religion and spirituality is presented as the solution yeah for these quote unquote mm-hmm. negative feelings and so because we ask at, and i i use the term we very loosely (laughs) but you know because we as spiritual leaders ask people to turn to their inner selves and spirituality and god as a way to like lighten the load when you're doing all the things but the load is still not lightened it 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 can easily turn into like so what am i doing (laughs) this for absolutely (laughs) you know like why why would i do that and i think that that is why i think the the framing needs to change a little bit in our conversations about Mm -hmm. spirituality and religion. Not that it's going to lighten the load because the load is the load. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like don't nobody want to go to work in this capitalist (laughs) system where you want to use my body and my time for your desires. Like nobody wants to do that. But considering that I am doing that, how I think that, um, you know, the, the idea of using spirituality or religion is, to uh to make yourself uh the optimal person yeah you know so that when you're out in the world you're representing Mm -hmm. god and you're you're able to to be god's spirit out in the world um and so i don't know how we got to talk about that i mean it makes makes sense though because we we you know there is you know uh People in the church, if you're the pastor, expect you to to behave a certain way. And I think the mm-hmm. more that we can get pastors to realize how human we truly are and have that transparency with our people, the more it, we can lead by example to tell them that it's okay for them to be transparent with themselves. You know, that just right. because you're a Christian or just because you're X, Y, and Z doesn't mean you have to be happy all the time. You know what I mean? Like that's it's not right. it's not reasonable. It's really not. It's not reasonable. We're gonna be sad. Okay, you're sad, it's okay to be sad. You're mad, it's okay to be mad. There's no there's no prophet in any of the sacred texts. There's no um one person who was happy all the time. Right. I, I would like to know right. what our audience thinks um on this topic. 
Yeah, what do y'all do? If 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 this whole spirituality thing isn't working for you, why do you think it's not working for you? What's your experience been like? You ever been spiritually lost and found? How'd you find your way back? To keep the conversation going, tell us what you think by following us on Instagram or Twitter at Real Talk on God Talk. Hey, beautiful people. Today is Tuesday, March 3rd, and you're listening to Keeping Time with Yaya. Let's keep in mind to spring our clocks forward because March 8th is daylight savings time. Yes. Ah, I've been waiting for this for so long. Also, remember, March 8th is International Women's Day. Let's do it for the ladies. Then on March 9th, we'll be celebrating the Jewish Festival of Purim, which commemorates the time when Queen Esther saved the Jews from being annihilated by the royal vizier, Hamam. Now, it's time for the moon reading. This week, we're trying something a little different. Folks have asked, Yaya, do you do horoscopes? And the answer is a definitive no. While I am a believer in the moon, sun, and stars, I do believe that astrology is a real gift, and it is not mine. However, with the Googles, we have access to so much information. So just in time for the March 9th full moon, I took a trip to astroseek.com to see what they have to say. Just know, this is not a paid advertisement. Although it could be if they want to cough up that cash. For the full moon in Virgo, your feeling of safety is now related to order and clarity, even in emotions. You may have the need to organize everything chaotic and disorganized. Try being more tolerant and accept the imperfections of life. It's better to trust life and let it run its own way. Not everything must be according to our expectations. Astroseek.com also says, organs influenced by the March 9th Virgo full moon are the pancreas, eyes, oh, the pancreas, small intestine, colon, digestive tract, rectum, okay, <laughs> eyes and ears. These organs are now more sensitive, so provide them with extra care. <laughs> right. And surgical operations are strongly not recommended during the full moon. Thank you, Yaya. You you really made sure we take care of all our parts. <laughs> Including <laughs> your rectum. rectum. <laughs> Don't be caught out here, sensitive. <laughs> we are so childish. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. But thank you for that um, moon reading. Really appreciate you. So before we wrap up, uh, we do want to give our Real Talk and God Talk audience and listeners uh, update on our 500 for Flint campaign. We were able to raise $246. Yay! Thank you, Real Talk and God Talk fam, for showing up and helping our people of Flint, Michigan, who are still in need of clean water. Uh, because of your generosity and your support, we were able to donate 18 five-gallon reusable water jugs to families in need through 501c3.org. Uh, together, we can make a difference. We're making it. And no worries if you weren't able to uh, donate to our GoFundMe page, because if you go to 501 letter C, spell out the word 3.org, 
um, you can actually continue to donate uh, reusable water water jugs. You can donate to raise money for a water box, which are, they are currently up to four now in Flint, Michigan. So feel free to go 501c3.org for more information. And we'll make sure to put that up in our social media so that's easy for y'all to, to fund. Yes, thank you. Thank y'all so much. It felt good to do something good. It sure did. So, um, yeah, yeah, actually, one more thing. So before we get out of here, let's switch gears a little bit, right? I'm going to ask you a hypothetical question real quick, right? Y'all don't know. This could be anything. Right, so, okay. So if you were having Jesus over for dinner, which song from your playlist would you have to edit out? <laughs> because it may just be a little too ratchet. <laughs> Let me see. Um, the entire City Girls catalog <laughs> for 500 Alex. <laughs> All right, I, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, I may need to switch out some of the reggaeton I have on there. <laughs> some of that may it might have to go. I would be ashamed. <laughs> oh, why? Because Jesus might be working his waist a little bit too much. <laughs> you might get too high. <laughs> might just be like, nah, I can't. It would be like listening to something like that while your grandparents are in the room. <laughs> just a little so awkward. awkward. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Jesus not here for getting yeah. the bag. So I'm going I'm to stick with my city girls. <laughs> yeah, Jesus don't like that scamming for the bag. Mm-mm. I bought Jesus show up and he knew all the words. <laughs> you know, on that note, we already know exactly. what we think, but we'd love to hear what you got. So follow us on our social media at Real Talk on God Talk on IG and Facebook and at Real Talk on God T1 on Twitter and let us know what you think. You know, what uh, out of your whole entire playlist of ratchetry, because I know y'all out here, I know y'all got ratchet playlists. What's the one song that you're just like, nah, Jesus come over for dinner. We got to take that off. Uh, Let us know. We'll share your answers. Uh, Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of Real Talk on God Talk. And we will catch you on the next one. Not in two months. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace. I love me some Jesus. Too much. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We keep the real and real talk. The God in God talk. And that's a wrap.